Hello, you guys, and welcome to the third episode of the Sister Series. If you're new and this is your first time joining, welcome. I'm so glad that you're here. For the month of September, we are doing a Sister Series, which is four weeks of four different women in Christ sharing their testimonies, insight and encouragement, and just life with Jesus. This week, however, we are switching it up a little bit and we're breaking the rules. My sister, Hallie, and her fiancé, Ben, are joining us to talk about something that is so prevalent in so many of our lives and also in so many different stages of our life. This is dating. Oh my goodness, you guys. I'm actually so excited for this one. Hallie and Ben are the most bubbly and just full-of-life people you'll ever meet. They are going to bring so much to this table. I cannot wait for this episode and the encouragement there are going to pour into us. Now I want you to remember that this episode, yes, it's about dating, but it's not just for those who are in a relationship. It's for the single girls, the girls desiring relationship, and girls that don't desire a relationship. Today's conversation can be implemented in so much more than just that dating piece of our lives. We can take away these pieces and just the the words that they are going to pour into us and run with them in our friendships, in our family relationships, and most importantly, our relationship with God. This is just going to be so life-giving, and I'm just so excited for you to hear it. Before I let Ben and Hallie take over, I really want to read from the book of Ephesians. Now, scripture doesn't say much at all about dating. However, it does set a standard for how we ought to walk in relationships in general. Okay, we are in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 8. It says, Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And to discern what is pleasing to the Lord, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Now this verse doesn't tell us not today, who today, how today, or when today, but it does set a pathway in which we are to walk, which is the light. I love this verse so much, especially when talking about the desires of our heart, including dating and other relationships, because I think we talk about this a lot, but we get so lost in the desires of our heart that we lose sight of that light. And this verse is holding us accountable and it's holding this that thought in our heart captive before we allow it to take over us and we allow it to control how we live and how we enter into that relationship. Where is my heart in this? Am I walking in the light? Am I holding every thought captive? Try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in unfruitful works of darkness. Where in our lives is that unfruitful darkness? And how can we enter into a relationship with the light at the center in the darkness behind us? This verse in Ephesians tells us to expose those unfruitful works that are in darkness and to walk as children of light. Now this is so life-giving and exciting and it should bring you so much joy. Anyway, you guys, I am super excited to dive into this conversation as you should be too. Without further ado, let's let Hallie and Bennett take over. All right, let's get into this. Welcome, Hallie and Ben. I'm so glad that you're here. Uh, can you just start off by sharing a little bit of who you are and how you came to know Christ or um, just a little bit about your relationship together? You want me to go first? <laughs> okay. 
Um, well, my individual journey with the Lord um, started like when I was really young. Like I grew up in the church, going to Sunday school. I loved Sunday school. I loved learning about the Lord, and I loved singing. I loved worship <laughs> <laughs> and being a part of that, even when I was really young. Um, and I would say, like, I accepted Him as my Savior when I was really young, but my junior year, senior year of high school is when I really made him Lord over my life and started to do things not just in my own strength or on my own with him like kind of on the sideline. I started to do things for him and, and kind of just shift the whole direction of my life to making him Lord over my life. And so yeah. in the midst of like those middle school and high school years of me striving for success or um, just this feeling that I wanted to have that people were happy with me I started to develop really bad anxiety mm -hmm. and I think my senior year was just like the final break of that like I just couldn't keep going anymore in that in that way mm -hmm. and so I broke down and I started journaling my prayers and talking to the Lord more and he just met me in a really really sad state that I was mm -hmm. in and I decided to stop living for myself and started living really for him and where he wanted me to go to build his kingdom. I love that. No, that's really, really good. What about you, Ben? Um, same, similar start of really young with parents that brought to church and had God in our family. So mm -hmm. I think it was an early start um, and nothing that was a huge turning point at first. But um, for me, it was just the journey of um, going from a kid who went to church with his family and did devotions in the morning to learning how to make it my own in my own relationship with him from going to homeschool in like middle middle schoolish area and then moving away a couple years later and then some problems with our um, our home church at that time and our friends and family and that just causing a lot of different um, areas of breakage in my life that I had to learn to actually lean on God and have a relationship with him versus just a pattern or a religion, you know, if you would. And so to this day, it's just been a story of me making that my own and forming a relationship and learning how do I do what I can to give back to the kingdom and to God and to have a relationship with him and not just go through the checklist of what makes a Christian. So, yeah, I love that. I love that so much. And then together, so you both had separate lives and you both through anxiety and through all of these different things and God brought you to a low point and then he also brought you together. So would you want to share how you met or just wherever you want to go with that? I can do that. One. Okay, go for it. <laughs> um, so I had been at Ensley for, I want to say it was maybe even a couple of years at that point or just a year. I think a year. About a year. Yeah. Um, and... The pastor at that time, Ben Krause, had asked if I was interested in leading worship for the students because um, he knew that I played instruments and loved music. And so he wanted to get me involved there and he needed some help there. And I'm like, yeah, it sounds great. And he's like, awesome. And just talking to some people and getting them together. And so he made it sound like we had this whole team of like six or seven people. Like, yeah, I got this worship <laughs> band coming together for students. It's going to be great. And then um, it gets to the evening and in through the door strolls Sally Jones and she'll tell you that I could still say exactly like where the sun was on the horizon and oh what clothes she was wearing and what her hair was like but I'm like oh my goodness who is this and she likes worship that's like an immediate turn on and I'm like oh my goodness this is awesome um and I just started talking to you and 
you saying that you worked in a landscape supply business <laughs> that for a year I would not realize it's your landscape supplies. Is that business. a red flag? It was, that was <laughs> like lies. Not my landscape supplies. Your families. I just thought that was fun. I still think that's funny how long I didn't realize that. Um, but, and so we just started leading worship, just pretty much you and me and a couple other people that would jump in and out with, you know, Cajon or Sinin or Abby, you know, helped at one yeah. point. You know, we just, were the consistent ones. We were, we, were hey. the, we were the worship leaders, but, and so that was great. And we just stepped into that as best we could with small church and a few resources at first. And yeah. we're talking about, um, at that point, the youth group there was still really getting going. Mm-hmm. And we felt that. Um, as much as we enjoyed the social time, it, there wasn't a lot of going deeper, and our groups just weren't focused on learning and growing as much as they were just socializing and getting to know each other. Yeah. So we had talked about what well, Hallie had brought up for a couple of weeks, how much she wanted to grow deeper and how she just wished there was something to do. Um, so I'm like, well, let's just do it. And you're like, do what? Like a Bible study. <laughs> let's just lead a Bible study. Mm-hmm. So we invited Jake Locke. At that point, it's the only other person. If I'm not mistaken, the very first time he texted that he was sick, I think I think that and it was at church, and we would come oh, yeah. to, we would come to learn yeah, that yeah. Jake got sick every week, <laughs> and still does to this day. I think he's sick right now. We love you, Jake Lock. Um, oh my gosh! But eventually, it was the three of us at your house in your basement, and then a couple yeah, but the more. The first came. one was just you and me. Yeah, and we just talked uh, through. We talked through uh, Jeremiah. Yeah, we started, we started using the Bible Project. Yeah, and going through yeah, with their videos. If you've never heard the Bible Project, you should. Check They're it. awesome. Really cool. Great way to. But learn. we went through Genesis to. Mm-hmm. Where did we end up ending? We got into Judges, didn't we? Yeah, I believe yeah, that's kind of where we landed. But so we ended up studying this Bible study, and that's how we really got to grow close and talk a lot. Was I would come over and we'd plan and. We'd come to learn that everyone thought that was awfully suspicious of how often <laughs> I was over for Bible yeah, study. And, but they let us. Yeah, and we just kept planning and working until about two years, almost solid two years later, we had a Bible study of yeah, 25, 30 people in general, not that all were at the same time, but um, in some kind of circle. And, and by the time we got done with that Bible study, we realized we kind of liked each other. And, <laughs> Um, After two no, no, years, no. that's not. Well, well oh boy. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Expand, so, Callie. Yeah. You what know. do you? What is your take so, on that? While we were leading Bible study together, I really liked Ben as a friend. Like, I, I really enjoyed like the conversation that we were having, and like the depth that we could get when studying the Bible. Like that was something that I had been praying for. Like I'd been praying for someone who I could talk about the Bible like that with, mm-hmm. and he was that person but I just didn't like I never thought like <laughs> she wasn't attracted to me for one <laughs> I I didn't ever think like I'm gonna date him or like I want to date him even like I just it wasn't on my mind at, at that point mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we kept doing bible study together and can I share like the dates mm-hmm. do it <laughs> so I went out on a date with someone a couple times and mind you, this is in the middle of our growing Bible study, and we're still meeting like once or <laughs> twice a week to prep for this Bible study. And Ben went out with someone a couple times. And I remember coming back from my date and just being like, I don't know if this is going to work. Like, I just think we're different people, and we don't really want the same You things. and the other guy, right? Yeah. Not you and Ben. No, me and the other guy. Gotcha. When I found out Ben went out with someone, I was like irritated, kind of. Like, why would he do that? They're like, wait, why why am I like upset about this? And like maybe if he's gonna keep going out with her, I should we should stop prepping for Bible study. And I'm like, what? No. And I've just got this internal like dialogue going on. And 
made me realize like we were studying the word together and it, there was pure intentions there but I liked him mm-hmm. <laughs> and I definitely saw something there that I wanted to pursue and then yeah that, that was kind of like the turning point for me was when he went out with that other girl yeah. well and see I had liked you for a while at that point like I had to <laughs> you I were just giving you. up we, we had gone to Guatemala how long before that moment so Ben's so dropping we hints to, we, went <laughs> we went to Guatemala in February so when and we went to Guatemala, it was September. I, had, I was pretty solid. Like, I like her, and I want to date her, <laughs> so and like you were still year. not there. And I remember to this day that you will say that you got to that point, and it was actually at the Bible study, at the end of a Bible study, and you just kind of dropped casually, oh, I went on a date. And I'm like, oh, yeah, me too. And we both <laughs> internally were like, at the same time, like, thinking, like, I don't like this. Oh, my goodness. And then you said your way of dropping a hint was sending me a text saying, I'm so grateful for our friendship, and I'm glad that we've been <laughs> friends. And that, for me, was a moment of like, well, there goes that. Like, that was fun. I was... Oh, well. And then all of our friends and our family were just hilarious. I think we've talked about we're the only two that didn't really think it was going to work. And yeah, I started meddling. And our friends all started meddling, and I was working with Anya, and she was yelling at me to stop being stupid, and it was when you were <laughs> at Tanner's oh that they told you to just text me, and you did. Yeah. And My close friends at that point, like, you need to just tell him that you like him, because that was actually, I don't know if we want to talk about this or not, but it was kind of an internal battle for me, because I was like, I mm-hmm. want Ben to lead in this. Yeah. But I also knew that I had been like, we're great friends, you know? So I had to like, I had to at least let him know. And like, if you, if you're listening and you're like, I want the guy to lead too. So why would you step up and say, you know, that you like him? I would encourage you to go read Ruth. Um, It's a really short book of the Bible. I think it's four chapters. But that is why (laughs) I decided that it was okay for me to say, hey, Ben, I like you and I can see you as more than friends. And then I left it there and I turned it to him and I'm Mm -hmm. like, nope. Like, the ball is in your court now. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I, want you to pursue me. I want you to lead in this relationship. But I'm letting you know how I feel. So that was just something I wrestled with. Mm-hmm. was like, can I lead in this? Yeah. Like, is that okay? And that book of Bible just really encouraged me. Wow, good. We talked about how that really was not necessary, but a really good thing that mm-hmm. God used because I had been through so many different relational problems with leaving the public school friends and having those connections be broken and moving away and then leaving our church. Like Mm -hmm. I had so much relational brokenness that I just didn't feel safe risking our friendship because I was so grateful for it. And I'm like, if she doesn't feel the same way, it's going to be wrecked. And when we right back to square one and I can't do that. And so you just, you would really help break through stuff that you didn't realize was there necessarily and allowed that to really flourish. So it was a good thing. Yeah, that's really good. I love that perspective because, like, I don't see all of the details and then you – and I love that so much. <laughs> um, you talked about it a little bit, but what mm-hmm. – after you guys decided that you um, liked each other and you <laughs> decided to actually start dating, um, what was some of your dating experience? Like, the good, the bad, the ugly, <laughs> whatever you want to share, there's no limit. <laughs> well, it's been really fun. Like, we've had a lot of fun together. We've, we've been able to do a lot of things together. We went – we went on one mission trip when we weren't dating and we're engaged, recently engaged. Um, yeah. <laughs> a moment of silence for that. We've been able to serve in the church together, which has been a unique opportunity, I think. Like, we look at our friends who have been dating and they're, like, going to her church one week and his the next. And mm-hmm. we've just, I don't think, I think we've taken that for granted at times that like, we're mm-hmm. both going to the same church on Sunday and we get to experience that together. Mm-hmm. And we're both in leadership roles there, which has mm-hmm. been unique. Um, but dating's 
also been really hard. And I think I have struggled with different things than Ben has. But I think if I just speak into my struggles, I I really struggle with patience. So when I knew Ben was the one, I just was ready to get married. And mm-hmm. so that was like really hard for me to just wrestle through like, okay, why are we waiting? And how is this biblical? And just constantly seeking the Lord with that and asking for him to intervene into our relationship. Um, it's also really been hard to take two different worlds, mm-hmm. <laughs> our families, and then try to merge one. And like, obviously we're not merging one yet because we're not married. You're pursuing that. And so as you have conversations about decisions that you're making or jobs or money or just lifestyle. You wouldn't think that you're, you see the Netflix movies where they just go home once they have a date and it's all just bliss and they come back and they just hang out and they leave again. It's like, no, it's like, it becomes this world of where we go to eat at a restaurant and Mm -hmm. who's driving and which Aldi are we going to? Why in Big Rapids or in Grand Rapids? (laughs) And why? And why don't you like my opinion? It's just, it's, it's so much more work than you come to think it is. Yeah, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of mental work. It's a lot of relational, just like conversation and communication work. And it's more, that's more than I ever anticipated it would be. And it's worth it. Like Mm -hmm. I will stand here and tell you that it's worth it, but it is hard. And I think, the other thing is recognizing yourself like I have sin and I have baggage that I'm bringing into this relationship and I have opinions mm-hmm. that are rooted in the way that I was raised or just the culture that I grew up in because we grew up in different places mm-hmm. and that takes a minute to work through together like mm-hmm. my sin gets in the way like I bring baggage into this relationship and it affects us and so every time that happens Ben has a choice to bring it up nicely (laughs) and we can work through it or he can react to it and so I think that's just been a learning Mm -hmm. thing for us like how do we process this how do we talk about this so that we're not yelling at each other yeah it's not just we're not just addressing the problem we're addressing the problem and how we found the problem and how we think about the problem and how we talk about the problem and how we solve it like it's Mm -hmm. it's completely restructuring how your brain works Mm -hmm. to try and work with the other person and find a way that functions for both of us Mm -hmm. yeah that's good. I think that's a uh, good segue into this next question. What are some things that you wish you knew before entering into a relationship? I mean, mine's pretty much right what we said, but just how different everyone's lifestyle is. And mm-hmm. you know, when it's a friend or you go to a friend's house and they do things differently, you kind of laugh at it and you're like, it's crazy. And then you go home and forget about it. But when you're dating someone like that, that lifestyle is now a part of your lifestyle every time you're together and every mm-hmm. time you're making a decision. And just I wish I had known that it's going to be very different and that's okay and that as long as you're willing to talk through it and really actually talk through it and not just say I think this is wrong or I think I'm right mm. but actually talk about how did you get here how did I get here why should one of us change our minds for the other one it's just it's I think that was a lot of it for us I mean the first solid chunk of our arguments was just we didn't know how to argue we were just <laughs> throwing around emotions and accusations and assumptions and we really learned to be like okay where is this rooted an argument would be founded in you had a phone call with your dad beforehand or i had a text from my mom that threw me off and then we were angry and then it became an argument and we're like hold on this was ever an issue it was just because we were pretty much venting indirectly so i think just that learning how to argue and people are different and it doesn't it's not as detrimental as it seems in the moments to have a different opinion on something Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. I think to go along with that, I just I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known what I thought 
of more things. I wish I was confident in what I thought going into it and not just going off of an opinion or something that I had mm-hmm. grown up with. Like I wish I had thought through those things and was confident in them so that if I did change or waver after talking with Ben about certain decisions, like it wasn't, it was because he opened my eyes to something. We weren't actually trying to deal with something that I didn't even believe, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other big thing I would say is, and this didn't really come with me entering my relationship with Ben, but a pre- previous relationship I had, I wished I would have known entering into that relationship that it was more important for me to be confident in my relationship and my walk with the Lord mm-hmm. than the idea of it. That's good. So I, my last relationship just brought out a lot of things that I wasn't really seeking the Lord. Like yeah. He wasn't Lord over my life. Right. So I would say if like, just one thing I wish I would have known is that it's important that if you look at your end, the end of your life and you picture heaven and going there, that it's just you and, and the Lord at the end of the day. It's just mm-hmm. you and the Lord at the end of the race. And you have to be okay with that mm-hmm. before you try to get into a relationship because it's, they will become the idol. They will become the person that you're excited to see every day and every hour. And it's just like, and those things can still be true. Like I'm excited to see Ben every time Mm -hmm. I get to, but I have to remember. And and like, now that I'm in a relationship, it's like a constant check. But like at the end of my race, at the end of my life, it's me and the Lord. And I answer to him and what I've done here. It's me and the Lord at the end. And so I think that's just, I, I wish I would have known that going in like I and I I probably could have but that was just something I hadn't thought through that's really good that's really good advice because I think too as I mean for me as a teenager and I know that a lot of people struggle with this too but the desire of your heart to be in a relationship or to have that other person to lean on or to talk to or to just have fun with it gets in the way and so many of us don't have that foundation with Christ Mm -hmm. and it is I think it's just causing so much um I don't know what the word is just like like relational challenges Mm -hmm. for teenagers yeah and I just your your idol your priorities are right in line Mm -hmm. so you've got someone above the lord yeah and that that will cause challenges mm-hmm. intention I, intention you're just yeah. you're that's true putting someone with the strength of fishing line in the role of someone that you need to steal cable of god you know and then it's, it snaps and you're like why and it just it's yeah i think too like if i could just say ben and i are engaged now and you know we're preparing to be married we are <laughs> <laughs> And (laughs) the same thing is true. Like, as much as we're forming this cord of three strands with the Lord at the top and in the center, and both of us working together towards the kingdom, and he recognizes us as one eventually when we're married, it's still, it's still me and God at the end. It's still Ben and God at the end. And we get the gift of marriage on on earth side, but it's still me and God. And Ben is the greatest gift that I get to get on this side of heaven. But it's it's still me and God at the end. Yeah. And that's like once you start dating or when you're engaged or when you're married, that has to be a constant heart check. Like every time you're having your, you know, moments with the Lord, like just making sure that he is first in your heart. Like it's not that's not going to go away, I guess. Is what yeah. I would say. Thank you for that. That was so good. Um, What were some of like the prayers or how did you know that you were ready yeah, what did you pray or ask God to fix your heart and to um, just help you walk in that light and help you walk with Him? 
Well, for me, dating was a pretty straightforward of, Lord, you know my desires, you know my heart, mm-hmm. but I trust your will over mine. And Yeah. Um, which at that point I thought was not Hallie with the text that I got. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm going to walk, text it again. <laughs> it was a lot more like, hey, like I'm open. Like, Sweet. So I think that was really, you know, God showing me that trust. He's like, you know, if you're willing to trust me when you thought she wasn't interested, I'm hoping you can still trust me when she is interested, you know? So mm-hmm. for dating, it was, yeah, just trusting that God's will was better than mine. For engagement, I, I was a weird balance because there was technical checklists that we felt um, we had to have and I felt Are we had to have. have. Yeah, there were some, there were some <laughs> that were just me. But they were entwined with, you know, godly wisdom that I felt I had been shown or given. And so it was kind of a that was another different challenge. She talked about, you know, the waiting and helping to explain why I'm trusting God. Also, I think we need this much money or I'm trusting God. Also, we need mm, this thing. And yeah. so to try and not let my fleshly fears or anxiety creep into, oh, we need more money or we need whatever it is, you know, before we get married. So just having to constantly keep those in balance. And so for that, it was just a constant prayer of you know, wisdom and clarity um, and the ability to discern what was wisdom from God to make a good choice and what was just me wanting to be secure in something that I just shouldn't have put my trust in. Yeah. So. For me, I would say I got to a point in our dating relationship, probably like, I don't know, two years in, I think, where I was just pretty dang confident that this is it. And I, like I said before, like I struggled with that patience, but I started to really try to bring it to the Lord every time I felt that and just have a journal that I think I started about that point and there's a tab that's just for Ben and I started just journaling my prayers just asking him for specific things in our relationship um and for Ben specifically even and I remember getting to that point where I was like no I I really want to get married and I know it's going to be him. Like, can it just happen now? Mm, (laughs) I just asked the Lord, I'm like, just continue to bring clarity to Ben. Continue to walk with Ben. Bring him close to you. Because I wanted, I want Ben and the Father to be so close that when Ben made that decision, it was so easy. Like, I think I decided almost before Ben did in Mm. a lot of ways, just because I was. And so then my prayer was like, Lord, if this is really, like, this is what, this is your will, like, meet Ben there, too. Like, tell Ben that. And I just wanted Ben to be a strong spiritual leader, too, in our relationship. So Mm -hmm. I continued to pray for him in that. And so this last year of me praying about that, our relationship grew, and it changed in different ways and stuff. But I think the biggest thing that I did to prepare or to know that I was ready was walking with the Lord in it. Like, I, he, since the beginning of dating Ben, like, I've never felt um, confusion or, um, like, muddiness around my relationship with Ben. Like, from the moment I sent the text that I liked him to the day that I, to now. Yeah. I didn't doubt it. I had so much peace around our relationship and I I think that's one of the biggest ways I knew was I, I wasn't there was there was no worry like even a couple weeks ago my mom and I were sitting down and she's like are you nervous to get married I'm like I'm not nervous to marry Ben <laughs> I'm so ready and so excited like nervous about the details but I'm not nervous about that I had such peace from the Lord about that because you were seeking him from the beginning mm-hmm. yeah and I think I got to the point too where you like I love Ben and I don't see my life with anyone else, but it becomes a choice because you're always going to be able to find things 
wrong with your relationship or things that don't work or mm-hmm. things that you have to work through because it's hard, like you said earlier. But I think once I realized, too, that it was a choice, I'm like, I want to live my life with Ben. Like, I'm willing to make that choice and work towards it, mm. work towards better. Mm-hmm. That's one thing we talk a lot about is just always pursuing better together, mm-hmm. always pursuing better communication, just just better health in our relationship. Now, what would be some of your advice or like what you could give, whether it's prayers or just kind of already did this throughout mm-hmm. the whole episode, but as teenagers, maybe yeah. people that aren't strong in their faith or maybe aren't actually ready to enter a, a true godly relationship and seeking Christ from the beginning, what would be just some of your advice for any mm-hmm. anything? Well, starters, yeah, you know, if someone's listening there, like I, I wanted to step in this relationship, but I don't know where I'm at with God. Like that relationship is so much more important. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you, you can try and step into a relationship with uh, a shaky relationship with God, but it's, you're going to feel that until it's repaired and it's not going to, you're never going to get past a certain point with that person until you've got a strong relationship with God. And so just my words would just be for one, work on that relationship first. Mm-hmm. You know, if that's, even if it's something I've, I've had friends that went as far as to text the other person be like, Hey, I want you to know how I feel, but I also want you to know that I'm working on this thing or I really I need to strengthen I need to grow in wisdom first and that can be and that alone can be an awesome testimony mm-hmm. for someone to see that man they are already willing to put in work with their relationship with God for the sake of our relationship being good you know and that won't always work for mm-hmm. this you know different people but you know just really start with that and once that's solid you can start building on that foundation but my other main piece of um, advice I think is kind of going back to the different ways of doing things and um, how you work through that. Ephesians five twenty five says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. And for me, as much as that's a clear biblical point to marriage and a clear command for a husband, I think it's something that entering into a biblical relationship can be applied right away in the fact that God set the standard for love in the bar that's way higher than we will ever reach. But once you realize that you can't reach that, instead of it being something that discourages you and you just feel like, I'm going to give up because I can't match that, it just drives you to every day try and get as close as you can, even though you won't be able to reach it. Just trying your best to reach it and knowing that I have no reason to think, well, I'm doing good enough or out of pride, you know, I don't, I don't need to apologize, or I don't need to explain myself, or I don't need to be kind when I respond to this, because I've, I've done my part, like you, you haven't, and you won't, and you can't, and that's a really, it's a good thing, because that's mm-hmm. what God's there for, but it yeah. just drives you to actually love through differences, to talk through disputes, and to never get into a mindset of, I'm doing better than you or I'm I've reached the bar because you can't and so it just frees you to really try to keep getting closer and closer to it mm-hmm. well that's good I think I would add like I would think most of the listeners are female yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> and I would just say like it's hard like you you'll go through seasons of really wanting a husband and, and really wanting a boyfriend and I think if you turn to Christ in those moments, he's not going to take the feeling away. Like he he wants us to be excited about that. He wants us to be praying about that. So you're not going to turn to him and find that you're shut down. Mm. He's just going to embrace you in that and, and 
I just think it's so easy for us to get caught up in what we want and what we're looking forward towards. But I think we have to have a balance. We have to find the balance. We're excited to date. We're excited to marry. And that's a good thing. God, mm-hmm. God designed marriage and it's a, it's a representation of his relationship with the church. Like mm-hmm. it, it's a good thing and we can be excited about it. But also he hasn't given us that. And singleness is also a gift. Yeah. And it's just a different season. And so I think the best way to prepare is use your singleness well. Mm-hmm. Be on fire for the Lord. Do things that you know you won't be able to do. I mean, one of the reasons I went to Guatemala was because I'm not a mom. I didn't have a full-time job at the time. I I, I really wasn't doing much. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I had the flexibility and the freedom to go. I'm not saying that moms can't go or anything. I'm just saying no. when you have the time, you can do different things for the kingdom. Or I was talking to a single, a couple of different singles recently, and they were talking about how they can come and serve in the church in different ways because they're not at home making mm-hmm. dinner for their families. And so I don't know. I just think it's ex- it's good. It's exciting. You can have that, but just hold it in balance with I'm still on the move for the kingdom being single, and I can still do something very unique with this gift, mm-hmm. and my walk with the Lord can continue to grow. And I also think, just to add on to what Ben was saying, if there's a guy that you like and he is not pursuing the Lord, he's not making church a priority, he's not he's not making his relationship with the Lord a priority, as much as you like him, it's not a good idea to pursue that. And I don't, it's just, that that's not the purpose of dating. That's not the purpose of marriage. You date to marry and you don't marry someone who can't lead you, who can't lead you. And who's not seeking the Lord. You want to be equally yoked. You want to be on the same track pursuing the kingdom together. And as tempting as it could be in those moments to pursue that, you have to be able to surrender it and trust that the Lord has something better. Mm-hmm. And that's so hard to do. Mm-hmm. Like, it's because I've been there where I'm like, I like this person or I I think this is okay. And it doesn't matter. Like, I can be pursuing yeah. the Lord more than him. Like, that's okay. No, that's not okay. You can't have that. And I like Ben and I are going to have um, dry seasons. Mm-hmm. We're going to have seasons where we struggle with different things. But when you meet someone, <laughs> just you need to be cautious of that. And of course, bring it to the Lord in prayer. But also just as hard as it can be to be like, no, either I'm not in a good spot with the Lord or they're not in a good spot with the Lord. You have to trust that the Lord has something better than what you can see right now. And it's better than you can even think or imagine because that's how he works. Mic drop. <laughs> that was that was incredible. I think I'm gonna go back to uh about like the waiting too and you pursuing the Lord and not just waiting around. Cause I think so mm. often, at least for me anyway, I, I'm like, oh like the Lord is gonna bring somebody and like you just get caught in that I'm in a waiting season right now. Mm. But God calls us to take risks and to mm-hmm. take risks for his kingdom. Yeah, I just I just like what you said about that. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Well, to add on to that with taking risks, yes. when you are in a really good spot with your in your walk with the Lord and you trust him and you're seeking mm-hmm. him and you like have a conversation with him throughout the day because we pray without yes. ceasing. Like when you're in that spot with the Lord, you can take a risk today. Yeah. And it can be fun. And there's always the fear of rejection. There's the fear of it not working out. There's the fear of losing the friendship, like Ben said earlier. Mm-hmm. But when you're right with the Lord, when you're confident in your walk with Him, it's going to be okay. Because even if that date doesn't work out or that relationship doesn't work out, 
he's got something better for one but also you can you can take a risk with someone who's gonna catch you mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah like you you can step out in a, a risk and be like oh i'm putting myself out there i'm I like this person. Like, that's okay to do. Yeah, because you know who holds you and you know who mm-hmm. holds your truth. Yeah. You wow. know who you're coming home to. I yeah. Mean. Like, it's not some physical person, but it's the <laughs> Lord. Like, you're yeah. coming back to him. You're coming back to your walk with him. He's wow. actually always with you. So when you're on that date, this was not going well, Lord. This is not going well. <laughs> like, that's okay. Rescue me right and now. <laughs> because, because it's overflowing from this place of just such joy and time with the lord you can like graciously let that person down or like say no this isn't working out but but you can do it in a way that honors the lord yeah when you're walking like that with him maybe that's just like the best part about like and that's why we would encourage you to spend more time with the lord and get in his word and start praying more mm-hmm. because it gives you freedom in other areas of life like dating wow so good so good then do you have anything else to add i think just with the taking risks then you know we talked about you really pulling a roof you know we use that a lot but (laughs) don't 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 get so stuck in this idea of like a hallmark movie of Mm. he's gonna bring flowers you wait i'm gonna go out and walk like out in the snow like it's don't like a good (laughs) relationship doesn't always look pretty and glowing with candles all over you know like it's like you talked about, you know, we've we've seen relationships that start even within a church, but the guy just isn't pursuing. And like, um, mm-hmm. I say this to both sides, but don't be afraid as the female to be like, hey, I feel this way about you, but this is concerning for me as a friend and as anyone that ever considered being in a relationship. You know, like that, that can be impactful. And it's something that um, even as just brothers and sisters yeah. in Christ, we should be doing to each other. But don't be afraid to be like, this is this is a blockage for me. And I've, you know, we have relationships where they're interested in each other. So it's not like it's a question. It's a, it's a, this is what's in the way right now. Mm-hmm. And the idea of roles too, we talk through a lot. Oh, yeah. Don't always strive to fill your biblical role as man and woman, but understand that both sides are human. So when the mm-hmm. woman isn't doing it, like the Bible says, like understand she's human and she needs help sometimes. And, you know, there are times where I'm going to step in to pull you out and vice versa like there are days where i'm not leading well because i'm just in a pit and have us to come in and pull me out for us to keep going it gets a biblical relationship they feel each other instead of staying there and judging from their side you know and i think that we've seen that happen a lot where they it's not that they're taking the bible too far they're taking it almost out of context and mm-hmm. they're forgetting the parts of just love and care for mm-hmm. your spouse care for the person that you're in a relationship and the part with. that you're not perfect we're not perfect. right yeah, the Bible is setting the standard, yeah. but to understand we're not always going to hit that standard and we're mm-hmm. going to need the other person to help. So just always love first in your relationship. And if I could just add one more thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, I could talk about all this stuff for like hours, but get a mentor. Mm. Get someone who you trust, who is further along in life than you, who's maybe married, that's pursuing the Lord. Yeah. That That's walked it out. That's That's walked through a godly relationship. And they are spending time with the Lord every day. And yeah, they're just, they're pursuing the kingdom. Get get a mentor like that, that you can sit down and say, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Like, mm-hmm. this is who I like. What do you think? I'm worried about this. What do you think? And they can pray with you. And that's what you want. And I would say, ladies, 
pursue it, have multiple. I, I would say I have multiple in my life right now and they're for different categories almost of my life. Like one's like a career business, you know, and one is like a relationships. One is just like anything. And I think it's wise to do that because we, we still want to go to the Lord. We yeah. want to go to him. We want to pray to him. We, we, we need to seek his advice as well. I'm not like this is not a replacement for no. this, but it's an addition mm-hmm. because the Holy Spirit is in his people. Yeah. So the people of God have the Holy Spirit living inside them. So when you go and you ask someone who is of God, who loves him, seeking him and pursuing him, the Holy Spirit lives in yeah. there. And so when you ask them for wise counsel, they're going to give it to you. And of course, check it against scripture. Check it again with the Lord. But have that. And guys, you need them too. As yeah. much as apparently, I don't know. I, every every guy I've talked to lately, I feel like they're like, that's weird. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, do it. It's good. You want yeah. someone who's walked that and who knows how to treat yes. their wife. Mm-hmm. Who can speak into the ways that it was a struggle. And yeah, just go get a mentor. And so many times they'll just, they'll work through it quickly because they have been through it. So yeah. you, you know, you bring a, like we're having this argument once a week for the past three months. And here's what it is. <laughs> And they're like, oh, you're being prideful and she's not trusting you. And you're like, oh, thanks. And you walk away and it's like, boom. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's, it seems yeah. like it can't be that easy. But sometimes it really is. You're just so in the mud that you just need yeah. someone to be like, oh, here's what's happening. Yeah. And let's pray about it. And then go, like, take care of it. And That's what our marriage counseling has been like <clears throat> for the last couple of weeks. In case you want <laughs> yeah. This is good. Yeah. And thank God puts those people in your life to pour into you. And mm-hmm. so thank you guys for joining me on the podcast yeah, and pouring us. life into me and into us. I know so many of these girls, I think mostly girls or guys <laughs> that are listening are just going to feel really renewed and refreshed and mm-hmm. ready to pursue a relationship with the Lord first. Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It was fun. All right, you guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did and as much as we did. Be sure to just leave us comments and let us know what you thought. Um, Maybe some of your stories or how dating has been for you and the struggles and the battle. We want to hear from you. And also be sure to check out the link in the description of this episode for access to all of our social media and um, links for books and stickers and just to stay up to date with the podcast and everything that is happening in this beautiful community. I love you all and thank you for choosing It's Abundance.